So technology has always been important to solve the problems. But I think what the biggest challenge has been, as we're seeing from Gartner, is some brands are getting overtooled um, and they haven't really invested in actually getting them set up and getting um, them invested into their organisation and integrated. The other challenge we're seeing is that actually sometimes they've got too much capability for their teams. You know, teams are, it's like your iPhone, you probably use 10% of it. It's the same with marketing technologies. They're unable to access and, and gain value from all of the capability they've got while delivering their BAU marketing activities. The Strategic Marketing Show is brought to you by Insights for Professionals, providing access to the latest industry insights from trusted brands, all in a customised, tailored experience. Find out more over at insightsforprofessionals.com. Hey, it's David. How many MarTech subscriptions do you have that you struggle to justify? And how do you decide what MarTech you really need? And how do you maximise the impact of the MarTech that you keep? That's what we're discussing today with a seasoned marketing professional who's led multifaceted teams of customer experience, data, CRO and technology experts to deliver amazing customer experiences. She currently helps brands to define their optimum MarTech architecture as the MarTech director for digital agency Digitas. A warm welcome to the Strategic Marketing Show, Kerry Dawes. Yeah, great. Thanks, David. I'm really great to be here today. Thanks for coming on, Kerry. Well, you can find Kerry over at digitas.com. Kerry, you say that organisations are currently reporting utilising only 42% of their MarTech investments, and that's down by 16 percentage points since 2020. So why is that? Well, I think it's a really interesting report, and Gartner do this report every year, and so we're seeing a decline in the utilisation of MarTech. And I think what what the challenge is, is there's been a real influx over the last 10, 15 years where technologies have been brought in to solve all the problems that marketers face. You know, we're we're drowning in data. We've been demanded of doing more with less. You know, budgets are getting increasingly tight and technologies are growing. There's almost 10,000 technologies out there, which has grown exponentially over the last 10 years. So technology has always been brought in to solve the problems. But I think what the biggest challenge has been, as we're seeing from Gartner, is some brands are getting overtooled um, and they haven't really invested in actually getting them set up and getting um, them invested into their organisation and integrated. The other challenge we're seeing is that actually sometimes they've got too much capability for their teams. You know, teams are, it's like your iPhone, you probably use 10% of it. It's the same with marketing technologies. They're unable to access and, and gain value from all of the capability they've got while delivering their BAU marketing activities. So is it a case of then just having one all-encompassing MarTech platform that they're just not utilising enough and um, it's continually having more features added to it that just aren't being utilised? Or is it continually purchasing new MarTech platforms that aren't being used enough? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit of both, but more the latter. So, you know, what we're finding is brands are having challenges getting insights into their customers. So they're going out buying new tools that are giving them a different kind of perspective or a new data set or going to help them reach their customers in a different way. But actually what they haven't done is built the infrastructure underneath it. So they haven't built good data infrastructures. They haven't built good team infrastructures. So are their teams enabled? Are they bringing in the different departments to actually utilize this? Um, the other thing that's happening is they're buying in a lot of capability that actually overlaps each other. And so what you'll find is marketing technologies out there are selling in capabilities saying we can do everything. And the reality is is quite different. And so a, a company goes and buys something else. And then all of a sudden you're back to this um, Gartner report where 
you have a huge amount of capability, but you're only using a tiny part of each of them because that's the kind of core capability that you need. So how does a marketing director do an audit to establish what marketing technology they actually need and what they can potentially get rid of? I think we take technology out of the equation, surprisingly. So I think what we actually look at is what is the business trying to deliver? What marketing activities, campaigns um, and things are they trying to do? So that might be they're trying to reach new audiences, they're trying to drive more automation, or they're trying to be more efficient because they've got less budget. So we're actually really trying to understand what they're trying to achieve. Then we look at what data they have, because data actually is the connective tissue between all these technologies. But we also want to look at the peoples and the processes and the governance to go around it. So, again, I think marketing technologies were bought in five, 10 years ago by marketing teams because they were frustrated with IT. What's now happening is they're realizing, actually, we do need IT on board with this because we need access to our customer data. We need security involved. We need governance and processes to make sure that this is working. And so really, we're trying to unpick all of that um, legacy and historic decisions and really go, right, what is marketing technology here to do? Because ultimately, marketing technology is there to help the businesses, not hinder them. And at the moment, there's all too many customers that are really being hindered by their technologies. And there's so much technology out there, um, isn't there? Because um, I, I recently recorded a discussion with um, a lady called uh, Daria Kravchenko, and she mentioned that there were nearly 10,000 marketing technology platforms or tools. And you shared that um, within your uh, notes that you provided me before this conversation um, about those tools. And I think you were referring to uh, the marketing technology landscape that Scott Scott Brinker had actually put together. And I said to Daria that I, I, I had a look into that, actually, and I couldn't believe that um, just in 2014, which is only nine years ago from when we we're recording this, uh, he had 150 tools um, on yeah. the landscape and, and now there's about 10,000 or so. So I don't know how yeah. he keeps up with that. I'm sure he's got a team now as well. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on how marketing professionals can actually possibly determine what the optimum technology is for their business when there are so many options out there? Yeah, and I think, again, that's a lot of what we do in these audits is actually let's take out the technology providers. Let's actually understand what functions are you trying to do for marketing. Again, I think we've lost sight a little bit of what marketing technologies are there to do. They're there to help marketeers' lives easier. And so what we actually need to do is kind of build an ecosystem, getting the technology to say, how do I want to drive media acquisition? How do I want to run my CRM program? What customer data do I have and how will I make it available? How do I want to manage privacy and consent? and build an ecosystem that is targeted and relevant for you as an organization. The other thing that we need to do, and it sounds incredibly boring, but we need to then define roles and responsibilities for each of those tools. Because with 10,000 tools in the market, there is going to be overlapping capability. So CRM and CDPs are two great categories of technologies that massively overlap. And, And sometimes that's a great thing. But equally, that's where you may then have a CRM system and a CDP system, and they're actually overlapping too much. and You end up with competing or conflicting capabilities. So what we need to do is take the technologies out, really understand what you want to be doing, how you want to be doing it, making sure it maps to your team and your organizational design, and then start going out and procuring the tools that meet that. And that's about, again, defining what do I want a CDP to do? Do I I need it to have inbuilt AI? Maybe. But is that a a must-have? Probably not. And therefore, it really kind of helps you drill down, actually, what do I need this tool to do? I need it to allow me to connect, connect, um, segment and make data really available for other marketing tools. Great, let's go and buy that. And that's where you can start to kind of take the, um, the, the landscape and really kind of drill it down to what's going to be suitable for the client. Um, many marketers will be thinking, 
is it best to have an all-encompassing tool that does most things for me, or is it best to actually have a tool that um, does as many things as possible, but perhaps the individual tasks only 90% as good as the individual pieces of software that specialise? There are pros and cons in each one, I guess. Where Do, do you have any preference? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it's hard to think that any one tool is going to be able to solve all of your problems. And that's the reality. Most all-encompassing tools are through acquisition. They've acquired and brought in different capabilities from different organisations. Actually, what I think businesses need is a, a flexible and scalable architecture. And so this is going back to let's let's define what the architecture is. How can I create an ecosystem, particularly a data ecosystem, that allows me to plug in and plug out any tool I want at any one time. So in three years' time, when the latest technology around, you know, chat GPT and, and AI and all that comes out, how can I bring in those tools and plug it into my data and technology ecosystem really easily? So it does kind of lean more towards that kind of best-of-breed approach where you've got best-of-breed technologies for different um, purposes. And I particularly like brands that are, or technology providers that are largely independent. They are, you know, they're designed to integrate into lots of different threat things because that's their, that benefits them, that benefits everyone else. These kind of closed boxes environments with the monoliths is just not going to be suitable anymore for most organizations. So that really scalable, really integratable ecosystem is going to be really what we should be doing moving forward. I think the challenge that large organisations have is that it's quite appealing to have one piece of software that does everything or most things. Um, if you're a small organisation, um, you can have 20 different pieces of marketing technology. You can tie them together with something like Zapier um, and you can have so many different rules flying about and, and um, data going from one provider to the other. But um, that's not so easy, I would have thought, um, for an enterprise that perhaps deals with um, a million different records. Is, is, is that a a reasonable thought? I think what we're talking about is one place for your data to live in a way that is accessible. So all those millions of records, yes, that needs to live in one place. But in terms of the marketing technology and the advertising technology, as much as we'd love to find a company that does all of them, it just does not exist as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's 10,000 providers out there and there's, I think, 10 different categories in that in that marketing landscape. There is no one organisation that's going to be able to do it and not one organisation that's going to be, do it, be able to do it perfectly for every organization so i think again going back to what i was saying earlier getting your data ecosystem and your data feeds and your data integrations really robust that means you can plug in maybe to one monolith but you can also plug into other technologies as you see fit and i've worked with lots of enterprise organizations who have been very locked into these large monolithic organized um, technology providers and yet they still have others that they rely on as well and technology changes quite often, of course, as well. Functionality within an individual piece of MarTech will change, will be added to. Um, so is it appropriate then to do an audit, perhaps once a year, to establish the functionality within that platform and, and what you're using as a business? Yeah, I think it's important to kind of set a technology vision for five to five or so years. Um, and again, these should be based on some principles. So what are your architectural principles that you want to work towards? Are you a business that needs to be real-time and therefore is real-time a really important feature? Um, so what are those principles? And as your technology grows and evolves, you can make sure that they're all in line. So any decision you make to bring in to the business, you go back to those principles and say, right, it does actually fit in and therefore it's going to fit into our wider ecosystem. But yes, you should absolutely be auditing your technologies regularly. I would say you should be auditing and governing the technologies on a quarterly basis, on an individual technology basis. But then actually the overall ecosystem definitely 
The reality that you see instead, though, is a marketing team, whoever it may be, says, I need to solve this problem. I need to go and get this technology and I want to bring it in now. And therefore, we need to have this really relevant and open dialogue around everyone coming together and agreeing what marketing technologies and how they work together as a business moving forward, rather than these individual silos that we've seen over the last 10 years. And how do you apply the technology to the customer journey? Uh, because you've got to think about how you're acquiring customers, how what the journey looks like, how you're converting customers as well. Um, so do you establish that first of all before selecting the technology? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one of the misconceptions I often have to have to overcome being a MarTech specialist is I'm actually less interested in the technology. I'm more interested in the customer journey. And I think I'm in the role I'm in because I want to help people achieve the customer experience they've been desperately trying to do for so long. And technology is a way to achieve that. I'm not here to say, right, buy more technology. And it's really cool. There's all this funky stuff we can go and get. It's actually, right, let's understand the customer journey. Let's understand the ambition that you have as an organization. Where do you want to get to? What's really important to you? And then let's find the technology and the data ecosystems that are going to help you achieve that. And that's, I think, the bit that is, is really missing most of the time. So what brand out there is doing a really good job of using marketing technology at the moment? Yeah, it's a really hard question to answer because the reality is any brand that's doing a good job, um, you don't notice it because you're having a really seamless experience and you go about your day and, and don't think much of it. The reality is humans, we love to find the bits that go wrong. So you, you the ones where are doing a bad job are much more obvious. I posted something about an email I got recently from the AA. Um, we all know they have a great renewal um, scheme. And I got an email as a loyal customer coming up to my renewal, you know, click here to join a competition and, and win £100. So I clicked on it, instantly landed on a homepage with a new customer um, proposition that gave a much cheaper price than I was offered. That for me is a really bad example of disconnection in the MarTech. And that is a really simple example where CRM and the digital team should be talking together and making sure that the landing page should be personalized to the CRM that I've just received. Technology should help make that happen and data should make that help make that happen. But it, it didn't. And I don't know the team at AA, so I'm sure there's some capabilities or challenges that they're facing. But these sorts of examples are coming up more time and time again, and people are exposing them. And it's just not good enough anymore that, that brands are not delivering these seamless experiences. Having said that, there are some companies that I think do a great job with their technology. And I know Mercado, for example, have a really big investment in technology, and they're really driving their product forward based on consumer need. And all the features they're building are are really relevant and make the whole process really seamless. And I think for a brand that is selling a premium product in a market that we've got the cost of living crisis and succeeding so well, it's simply down to a great customer experience that is driven from technology and automation. You've mentioned ChatGTP already. It seems that every couple of years, there's there's a new way of communicating with a customer. Maybe four years ago, it was WhatsApp, then it was um chat marketing, different chat bots that you could use, and more recently, chat GTP. How does a mark, head of marketing, a marketing director, actually stay on top of what communication channels are absolutely key to be incorporating within their MarTech, and indeed, what MarTech they should um, be evolving to over the coming months? Yeah, I think with any kind of um, new technology, there's always that adoption curve, and I'm sort of sure chat BT is going through its uh, the wave at the moment, it will kind of die die off and become a little bit more mainstream in the, in the coming years, as we've seen with other technologies. I, I, I'm one of these kind of brilliant basics kind of people, though, and I'd go back to, you know, you know how you communicate with your customers and you know that there's 
problems you have reaching them in your current channels, address that because ChatGPT is not going to all of a sudden wipe out all of your other marketing channels, websites, email, and all those other good things. So yes, be excited by them. And yes, keep an eye out on them through, you know, online learning and and conferences. But again, don't use that as a reason to buy yet another tool to fit into your suite to be, you know, dead in a few years time. Keep going back to actually, can I consolidate? Can I reduce what technologies I have? Can I make sure I actually am delivering really great automated customer experiences so my team are freed up to actually go and explore those new opportunities? Because that's a real issue I'm seeing. You know, people are spending so much time being hindered by technology, spending days reading through data, trying to get a data list for CRM when your technology should be doing that for you. So not not necessarily thinking about what we've been discussing so far. Uh, what is the number one thing that marketers need to incorporate into their strategy? Connectivity, always connectivity, connecting the customer experience, connecting your data, connecting your technologies. Over the years, people have really lacked investment in integration. So people are bringing in new technologies, as I've talked about, but maybe not integrating them into their sales systems or their digital website systems. And so really taking a step back and connecting those is going to be absolutely essential for you to deliver those connected experiences that, again, as I've said, consumers are just not going to have any more patience of having back disconnected experiences anymore. Great advice and um, nicely demonstrated with your experience with AA. <laughs> yeah, sorry, AA. <laughs> it's just the one I got two weeks ago that's front of mind, but I've got, got plenty in my uh, store of other bad experiences. In your portfolio, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've been your host, David Bain. Um, if you'd like to um, find out more information about Kerry's portfolio, uh, you can find her over at digitas.com. Kerry, thanks so much for being on this strategic marketing show. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for listening. Here at IFP, our goal is simple to connect you with the most relevant information to help solve your business problems all in one place. Insightsforprofessionals.com.